You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello, and welcome back to the Recovering Faith Podcast. This is episode 122. And I've been hosting the Recovering Faith Podcast and blog for a little over two years now. And in that time, I have uh, pretty much given all any and all controversial topics a pretty wide berth. But today I'm going to break that streak and dive headfirst into a topic that shouldn't be controversial, but is, and it has been since long before I was ever a twinkle in my father's eye, as the saying goes. My controversial stance is that babies are people, actual and whole, and that they should not be murdered. It's sad, but true, that simply saying that babies are people and should not be killed will cause some people to develop an unbridled hatred for me and say all sorts of unpleasant and untrue things about me. And I suppose that it's their right to do so, despite the fact that it's not warranted or justified. But I would rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. When it comes to the topic of abortion, it typically comes down to the question of whether or not a woman has the right to terminate a pregnancy or whether or not a baby at a specific phase of development can feel pain. But those should not be the questions. The question should be, the the question that we should be asking is whether or not people have intrinsic value that cannot be granted or taken away by anyone. If people do not have any intrinsic value or worth and only have the value and worth assigned to them by their government or society, then anyone would be hard-pressed to make the case that murder is wrong, especially if it's against a person or group of people the government or society has deemed to have little or no value. And this horrific belief ultimately leads to discrimination, bigotry, racism, slavery, ethnic cleansing, and many other tragedies and injustices. On the other hand, if people do indeed have intrinsic value and worth that cannot be granted or taken away by any society, government, or people, and I firmly believe they do, then all life is sacred and there is no real justification for abortion unless it is the only way to save the life of the mother. And as former Surgeon General of the United States, Dr. C. Everett Koop said, quote, the fact of the matter is that abortion is as, yes, <coughs> sorry, that abortion as a necessity to save the life of the mother is so rare as to be non-existent, end quote. The data should, uh, though, shows that in such cases are extremely rare, And even if the baby cannot be delivered naturally or carried to term without jeopardizing the life of the mother, a C-section is is a relatively safe procedure. And with modern technology, extremely premature babies can be saved with a great deal of success. 
There is simply no reason to kill the baby in exchange for the mother when both could live. A lot of people in their argument for abortion and against the sanctity of life falsely conflate abortion with capital punishment, but as, that, but as I will explain, the two could not be farther apart. To make it clear, I'm not making a case for capital punishment, and in the most part, I'm against it. But that's a topic for another day. Today, my only aim is to show that support for capital punishment does not exclude a person from caring about the sanctity of life. Many governments around the world have enacted laws where specific crimes such as treason, arson, murder, rape, and other serious offenses, if committed and convicted for them, will forfeit a person's life. When a person performs any of those crimes, which carry the death penalty, they do so of their own volition, knowing full well the possibility or the possible consequences of their crimes should they get caught. So they commit the crimes knowing that if they get caught, that doing those crimes could forfeit their life. A baby, however, is truly innocent and has done nothing to forfeit his or her own life, nor could they have. I think it is a fair statement to say that people are allowed to kill their own babies, at least before birth, because it makes their lives more convenient. But the same case that is made for abortion could just as easily be made for mercy killings to get rid of people with certain illnesses, deformities, or conditions. And the same argument that is made for protecting those people can and should be made for the unborn babies. Saying that a vile criminal who willingly hurt other people, should be protected while at the same time arguing that an innocent child should be murdered as a matter of convenience is extremely wicked. With the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been a lot of talk lately about the sanctity of life. And I have to believe that a lot of the people that are talking about it as of late have no idea what it means, nor do they care. They're only talking about it now because in the context they're using it, it's politically expedient. During this crisis, there have been numerous governors of states and other elected officials who have said that even if one life was saved by the forced shutdowns, shelter-in-place orders, and the exponential growth of government power that took away many constitutional freedoms was justified. And yet... They deemed abortion clinics essential services and allowed them to remain in operation. If those politicians truly believed that all life was sacred and that it was all worth it to save one life, then they would have closed the abortion clinics. If there was any other industry on earth that killed as many people as the abortion industry does, then the majority of the world would be up in an uproar about it. But since babies can be inconvenient, and since they can't speak for themselves, it's allowed for some unfathomable reason. If you believe in the God of the Bible, then you must believe that people, all people, have intrinsic value and worth, and that value was given to them by the God who created them. But if you don't believe in God, then there is no particular reason to believe that humans have any value above what is assigned to them by society and the government. There is a famous passage from the Grand Inquisitor section of uh, 
Dostoevsky's The Brother Karmazov, and I'm probably mispronouncing that because I don't speak Russian, in which uh, Ian Karmazov claims that if God does not exist, then everything is permitted. If there is no God, then there are no rules to live by, no moral laws we must follow. We can do whatever we want. Without a belief that humans have intrinsic value, there is no legitimate moral argument against racism, prejudice, bigotry, or slavery. If humans do not have any intrinsic value, then to say that murder is wrong has no more moral weight than to say that the color yellow was ba- <coughs> that the color yellow is bad. If humans decide the worth of an, of other humans, then there will always be a group or groups of people who are marginalized, mistreated, or murdered because they are not useful or wanted by those who are in power. In the Bible, in Romans 2.15, it says that the law of God is written on our hearts. So based on that, even those who don't believe in God know on some level that it's wrong to hurt people. And that is why there is such a large-scale effort to dehumanize those whose society does not like. In this case, unwanted babies. Because if they can convince themselves that they are not human, then they won't feel bad about murdering them. A common argument is that an unborn baby isn't human. It's only a fetus or an embryo. And while it is true that an unborn baby can accurately and scientifically be described as a fetus or an embryo, any doctor or scientist would have to admit that the embryo or fetus inside a pregnant woman is a human embryo or a human fetus, and that it is very much alive and very much human. Embryo and fetus are just ways of describing specific stages in the development, and saying that they're not human makes no more sense than saying that someone is not human because they're they're an infant, or a toddler, or a teenager, or even an octogenarian. It has always seemed odd to me that when a pregnancy is wanted, it's referred to as a baby, but when it's not wanted, it's referred to as an embryo or a fetus. No one ever says that the princess is carrying a fetus. They say she's pregnant and carrying a child. Whether or not a child is wanted does not change the fact that it's a human child and has great value. The argument that it's okay to murder a baby before they can feel pain is also insane. I doubt very much that those who make that claim would use the same argument for someone who's in a coma, even if the person had little or no chance of recovery. And yet, that argument is made to kill millions of innocent people whose only crime was to not be wanted. People who could have had a bright future if they had only been given the chance. Those who support abortion say that if we prevent abortion, we are also responsible for providing for the baby for its entire childhood and possibly its entire life. But saving a person from death does not make you responsible for taking care of them. However, Christians are the largest group who adopt and provide for children and are more than twice as likely to adopt than non-Christians are. The argument that if a person does not want to or is not willing to provide for a child for its entire childhood or its entire life, then they only want to punish women and don't care about life is insane. Let's apply the same logic to a person who saves a teenager from being murdered by their abusive stepfather.
No one in their right mind would say that if you saved a teenager, then you'd have to adopt them or to pay their way up through college. If you save a homeless man from getting hit by a truck, would that mean that you had to invite him to live with you or buy him a house? Of course not. And saving a baby does not obligate you to provide for it either. Though, as I already mentioned, many, many Christians do a lot for the unfortunate, run adoption centers, soup kitchens, and many other charities to help the disadvantaged, and do not ca- uh, just care about the baby until it's born. Uh, if you're a good Christian, you believe that all life is sacred, and that people who are already established, people who are already here should be protected, but especially babies should be protected because they don't, uh, they're innocent and don't have a chance. It's the Christian duty to protect the most innocent among us, and it's the morally right thing to do. Whether or not a person is wanted does not make them more or less valuable. God's the one who assigns value, and he has a decla- uh, decreed that uh, we have great value, so much so that he sent Jesus to die on the cross on our behalf so that we could be granted salvation. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you next week. And as always, if this is your first episode and you haven't subscribed, um, go to iTunes or wherever you're listening and uh, sub- you know subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star rating and review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks, and God bless.